Hey everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 40, the real episode 41 of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. It's been such a long time, and I know I'm excited because we've both been so busy that we haven't been able to connect in a while. Yeah, yeah. So obviously with my trip, I've, I've been gone for the last about two weeks now. Um, and then even this past week, we really haven't been able to catch up too much. You know, just the every the, the odd chat every now and then on Google Hangouts, but that's about it. Yeah, like a like a like sort of like a like a tap and go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say one thing, say or like update one thing, just just kind of bounce. So we yeah we definitely haven't had one of those um, extended just chill sessions that we've been just talking or or whatever. Right. Right. Um. So we figured that we'd break the the content into two weeks because a lot has happened in the past two weeks. Yeah. Before we do that, we're we're, st- we're definitely going to be ramping up on the iTunes soon. Uh, especially, I guess, with iOS 9 and the ease at which you can listen to podcasts now and how they're, they're really bumping that up. It'll be cool to, it'll, it'll be cool to get some of our content up there. So for our listeners who would rather listen to this on the car ride or at work and don't have access to just YouTube, we understand you, we hear you, and we're going to be moving there soon. Yeah, just easy enough to subscribe and everything like that. Cause I think Shot Engine is really nice that, you know, the, it's just the audio. It's it's really compressed, very small that you can go there and download them all yourself. But I think it'd be really easy for people to be able to just subscribe to the podcast. And I believe once we're up on iTunes as well, we'll be able to. Well, you'll also by default end up on Android too with a lot of the podcast managers. It's so, perfect. <clears throat> should be good. Yeah. So why don't you get us going with sure the, sure with our trip? So so yeah, I um, as you know, I went to uh, to Europe with uh, with my girlfriend and. Uh, we left on September 7th. So we put up an episode. We put up an episode or we record an episode, I think that weekend, but that episode didn't end up online until I think the 13th or so. Right. And, uh, you know, we met, we met up at the airport, you know, super excited. And, uh, I guess one, the, one of the, the worst possible things to happen to that, that could happen happened to me. Um, so maybe not the worst possible thing. I just made, I just made it, I just hyped that up to sound like it was really bad. What essentially what I, what I wanted to do, um, Lena had gotten some uh, money converted for us, so she had already gotten some some British pounds and some European euros for us for the trip, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were going to be spending a lot of time in, in England and then also spending some time in Paris. So we wanted to make sure that we were we were prepared, um, you know, in the event that we wouldn't be able to use our credit cards. Um, so what I decided to do though before we left was I, I thought maybe I should um, get some U.S. dollars. That way we can convert if we need to, and so. I was going to just stop off at the bank, get a couple hundred dollars, and I forgot to do that. So when I went to the airport, uh, I was like, oh, you know what, I'll just bite the bullet. I'll pay the uh, the transaction fee. And I go to the ATM and I try to withdraw my money, and I realize I couldn't, for the life of me, remember my PIN. And I'm sitting there, like, thinking the combinations or, like, thinking what was it. Because I used to have a PIN, and then uh, my my bank thought there was there was a chance that it, my, my, my um, card had been compromised. I don't remember why. But they sent me a new card with a new pin. And that happened just shortly before I went to Seattle. So when I was in Seattle, I never used my ATM card the entire time. And so I'm staying in the airport and I thought I knew what it was and I just couldn't remember what it was. And I'm using the ATM and I, I, I tried like two or three different times and I couldn't remember. And I'm like, they're going to lock my card. They may have locked my card already. And I don't, I don't, I can't remember what it was. I'm sitting there at my computer. I had to send out a couple more emails before we left for our flight. 
And all of a sudden, it hit me. I knew exactly what it was. So I run back to the ATM, trying to withdraw the money, and uh, my card was locked. So Oh, jeez. So Lena ended up just withdrawing some money from me. She paid the transaction fees. I paid her back when we got home, of course. Right. And, of, and, and of course, at the end of the trip, I never needed that money. But it was, you know, better safe than sorry. Um, <clears throat> so the flight was, the flight was pretty good. It was a, uh, it was an, it was an overnight flight. We lose five hours when we fly out from Philly to, to go to England. So we, I think we took off at about maybe eight. No. Yeah. I'll just, I'll say like around eight hour time here. And we landed out in England close to like seven or eight in the morning there. So we had a, a, the whole day to kill, um, in, in London because as you know, we had booked our flight previously to fly out from New York City, and we were right. going to fly out on Tuesday, not Monday. And we were supposed to land on Wednesday, and that was supposed to be the same exact day that her brother landed from his trip to the U.S. And his dad was their their dad was supposed to pick us up and take him to their home in Birmingham, which is about a two hour drive away. So we ended up getting a flight that flew out the day earlier because it was a little bit cheaper, I think. So then we had this whole day to um to spend to to spend in London. So the flight was not bad, but, uh, I, I got the pasta, which ended up being a mistake. I should have gotten the how chicken. Bad, how, how bad was pasta? The pasta was pretty bad. And, and I'm starting oh, to think back no. on a flight on land airlines. I don't remember what we ate, but it was good. We had some stews. Did we? Yeah, I thought so. I thought it everything was a on land was thing, on yeah. point, right? It was land on the way down. Uh, did not know it was going to be that good. Me neither. Very, very that was surprised. a great flight. It was so nice. We had we had movies. It wasn't cold. The lights. They had the little the ambient lights. lights that you know oh. we only get in first class and stuff, oh. right? <laughs> we're like we're like I'm sitting there. Uh, so I, I think on that land airline flight, I watched like three movies. Um, this flight, I was only able to watch one. And you know why, Sandy? Why? Because Tell my why. screen broke. Well, my screen what? didn't really break. Were you my, tabbing too hard? Did you no, want to watch a movie no. so badly that you broke the screen? <laughs> so my screen on the land airline flight broke, right? And and it wouldn't respond to my to my button presses anymore. Um and the screen just became um like the movie that I was playing, I couldn't get the menu to show up or anything. And as soon as the, the movie finished, uh oh, and I couldn't turn the volume down and the volume was really loud. And then um and I think when the movie finished I was just stuck there with like a black screen. But like there was still like, you know, light because it was still on. Um so this flight I'm flying, we're flying down. I watched Furious 7, which was a fun movie. I'm not going to say it was a great movie. It was a fun movie. Furious 7 was a great movie. <laughs> Give that franchise the respect we're, it deserves. We're not going to, we're not going to argue about, we're not going to argue about this franchise right now. So we, we, I watched that movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And, um, I was going to try to watch San Andreas after that. I was looking at the movies and I was like, let me, maybe I'll watch Inside Out. And I was like, you know what? Let's watch San Andreas. So I tried to start San Andreas. And nothing happens. When I hit play, it, it like the, the player comes up, but it never counts up from zero, 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 zero. Oh, and that's terrible. I couldn't fast forward it. I couldn't like move the pointer to go to, to a random location. Uh, if I did, it would scroll and then nothing would happen. It would still be black screen. So at this point, it was, pr- it was pretty late. It was probably past midnight or close to midnight. And I just decided to just go to sleep. So I just played some music. I, I just like put on a random jazz station on the, uh, the screen and I just passed out. Um, and I slept pretty well, but the problem was when I woke up, I, I get, I, I have some problem with motion sickness or I used to have a pretty, uh, a problem with motion sickness when I was younger and not so much anymore. But 
I don't know if, if it was like turbulence that we had on the plane or something happened, but I woke up and, and my head was kind of spinning and I just, I, I didn't feel right at all. I kind of felt like hot. I felt a little dizzy. My head just, it was really bothering Jesus. me. And so, um, like I woke up late, Lena, um, I think they were bringing food around and, and Lena was like, Oh, you want the food? I'm like, nah, just, just nah, some water or something. Get out of here. Yeah. Just get me out of here. We were probably like in, in half an hour to an hour out from landing. I was really in and out between this, you know, between when I fell asleep and this point now, uh, a couple hours later, a few hours later. And so they bring around some food. I just, I just decline. I just take a water and I'm just kind of keeping my head, my eyes closed and my head down. Um, Lena could tell I wasn't feeling right. Um, but we end up landing, uh, go through, um, like immigration and everything like that relatively quickly. Um, I still love how when you go through customs, like in, in other countries, it's like something to declare, nothing to, to declare. Right? right. And when you walk through the nothing to declare line, there's literally nothing. You just walk down a door, like you walk right. down a corridor and that's it. There's nobody like to say anything to you. Nobody questions whether or not you're lying about that. You're nothing to declare. Yeah. I just think that's the funniest thing ever. I don't understand it still. It's one of those, yeah, we, we trust you. Just go yeah, right on ahead. Exactly. It's like. There's nothing we can do. You said you had nothing. And and we trust you. And that's it. That's yeah. It. He said it. He wrote it down. Why would he lie? When you, when you come into the U.S., like you say nothing to declare, you still have to go through that line. You still have to like, you know, it, it's really quick, but they still look to see who you are. They look at that little like printout receipt thing with your with your face on it and they confirm your name or whatever. And then they let you go. Um but so we, we, we walk to the airport, you know, we pick up our bags and stuff. And so when we get there, the hotel that we're staying at is only, is only like across the street from the airport. Um, but we have to take a shuttle and the shuttle is supposed to cost, I think five pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that's, I, I think it's, it's almost, I, I thought it was like a hotel shuttle. You know, when you, when I land in Philly, you see all sorts of shuttles going back and forth between the, the different hotels. So it was kind of a crazy concept to me that we had to pay for the shuttles because I always thought they would be free. But um, I, I knew this beforehand that we were going to have to pay. Um, so we, we're just waiting for the shuttle to find the right one that gets us to the hotel. And uh, the one finally comes. And we, so we go we go to the hotel. We, we go up. At this point, I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, okay. Uh, we go up to our room, just like put, our, put some of our bags down. And, and we're hungry at this point. So... Like, I think at this point, after we, like, got our bags, we went through the hotel, uh, or we went to the airport, waited for the bus and everything. It was probably close to noon by the time we were, we were ready to eat. It's, it's probably maybe like 11 or so. And we landed like at eight or nine in the morning. Um, so we, um, the, 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 the problem with this hotel is it's, it's not downtown and it's not easy to get to the tube. So it's very difficult for us to get downtown. So we decided just to eat at the hotel. There's like a, there's a restaurant in the hotel. Um, and so this is our first experience, or at least my first experience eating in a European restaurant where tips aren't really expected. And so the funny thing about it is that while tips aren't expected, the, the, the service is also a lower quality. Right. Because they don't have to work for it. Yeah. They don't have to work for it. And they're not like constantly like checking on you. It's like you, you only have three interactions with your waiter. It seems one is when they take your order, which, oh, and by the way, they give you your menus and then they come back like five minutes later. They give you so long to decide on what you want. And sometimes you have questions. So sometimes you want to, you want to ask a question about something on the menu, especially when you're in a country like Paris and you don't speak the language and you need to know what's going on in the menu. They don't come back for five or 10 minutes. It's like, what's, you know, I'm not sitting here because I'm really, 
indecisive. I just need help because I don't know what this says, stuff like that. So we, uh, you know, they give us a menu, we sit down, uh, and the only time we interacted with the waiter is when we ordered, then he brought our food to us, and then he brought the bill to us. That was the only time we ever interacted with them. He never, like, came by and said, oh, is everything okay? Can I get you anything else? This and that. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But we both just got burgers. Um, How were the burgers? They were all right. They were good. Burgers with chips, a.k.a. French fries. Right. Um, okay. My and, first move when I went to Paris was to get the steak steak and fries, steak frites. Oh, yeah? I learned about that in French, like, all through high school, like, middle school and high school. <laughs> And I just had to know, like, why are, why is everyone eating steak fries? It's like, oh, cause it's delicious. Of course they're delicious. Alright. So, Continue. um, so at this point, um, like I said, it's difficult for us to get downtown, but we have, the way we have to get downtown, which I guess I'll just say it now. We went up to the room, right? And, uh, we, we both took a nap. Um, uh, obviously I didn't sleep great on the plane and it was also a short sleep because we, you know, we lost some time. We lost five hours and, uh, it was a short, you know, shortish flight. I think about six hour flight to get out there. So we took a nap like for two or three hours. So kind of a long one. And, um, she was texting with her, with her cousin who, who lives in London. And, uh, he's, I think about 22 years old. He just graduated, uh, with his master's degree and, um, he's looking for a job. And so we, uh, we decided to go downtown to meet with him. And the thing is we needed to figure out how to get there and, and the problem is to get to the to get to the tube, the train, the subway station. We have to go to the the um, to the airport. To get to the airport, we have to take a bus. You can't walk there. I guess we could take an Uber or something, but neither of us have cell phone service, which is not something I ever thought about at the time. Like, you got to have internet to use Uber. Right. Um, data. Yeah, exactly. It's something that I really never thought about. It, I thought we could take an Uber the whole the whole day. I was like, all right, you know, worst case scenario, we take an Uber, but we couldn't. We can take a cab, but we couldn't take an Uber. Um, so we were trying to figure out how to get on those buses. These buses are going by left and right all the time by this hotel. It's a pretty popular street. Um, and so we get on the bus and we want to pay and they're like, Oh, it's only electronic payments. And not only is it an electronic payments, it's only the tap and pay. They don't, you can't swipe a credit card. Um, you can't pay cash. You can use your, you can use the, uh, the oyster card. Mm-hmm. Which is like the, the, it's like a Metro Pass. Yeah. But, but it works everywhere. It works on buses and it works on trains. How much was it to buy the Oyster card itself? To buy the Oyster card itself is five pounds. And then you, I think there's a 10 minute minimum deposit, 10 pound minimum deposit that you just have to put on it at the beginning. Um, but we didn't know where to get an Oyster card from. So we go inside the hotel and we're trying to ask about, you know, how we get on this, this bus because we really didn't know. And the, the, the woman at the counter is like, oh, go to the little mini shop that they have in the hotel. So we go over there and the woman's like, oh, you know, we're like, oh, we want to go downtown. We just need a day pass or like, you know, we just want to spend the day. And she's like, okay, um, it's like 30 some pounds per person. You need this much for the bus pass and this much for the, it's like 18 pounds or something Jesus. for the, for the train pass. And we're like, just to get downtown. No, it's not that much. So we ended up not getting it from her. And we're glad we didn't get it from her because. When we go back to the bus stop, there are these Russian guys that were there. And I should, we actually, they were like talking with us at the very beginning, asking like how it worked. And we're like, it's our first day here too. We don't know. Um, so we're like trying to work with them to figure out how, to, how it works. When we found out that the bus only takes electronic payments, I was like, oh, I'll just use uh, Google Pay, my Google wallet. So I was able to like go back into the hotel, get Wi-Fi and just sync up my Google wallet to have my, you know, I already had my credit card information in. I was able to activate it. So. I get on the bus and I try to swipe my phone and it beeps. 
but then it doesn't do anything. It says the payment didn't work. And Lena tried it with hers because we were then told that you have to have two separate cards. You can't use the same card. So she tried to use her card and it, and it, it failed as well. So again, we get off this bus. We've been on like three buses at this point trying to figure out how this works. And what we ended up doing, um, is talk to these Russian dudes again. He said that he spoke with the lady at the front counter and to get on the bus to go to the, like, to the bus station or to the, to the, to the tube station is free. And so, like, they had, like, this little sheet that showed the different buses and the times that they came. And so, we go back into the front counter and Lena, like, asked the woman, because I was at this point ready to just go buy the oyster card for that lady at this mini shop, right? And, uh, the, the lady at the front counter, she's, when we, she explained it to her, she's like, no, you have to get the card. And Lena's like, just to go to the station? Like, and right. she's, oh, she's like, no, that's free. And, and I was so glad that Lena asked about it. We go back outside. We see that the Russian dudes are gone. So I'm like, all right, well, either they made an arrangement with somebody else because what they were going to do was pay me cash for them to get on the bus, which wouldn't have worked anyway, because you can only have one car pay for one person. Um, and I thought maybe they made, maybe they made an arrangement with somebody else. So that got on the bus or it actually worked. So the next bus comes and we're like, oh, we're going here. It's like, all right, cool. So that was it. We sat down. And, uh, you know, this whole process though took like 20 or 30 minutes and we were supposed to meet her cousin at like, say 7:30. We ended up being like half an hour late because of it. Uh, we get to the bus station, we go downstairs, we buy some, uh, some, some oyster cards, uh, and, um, we take the train down downtown, uh, at least to, to Hammersmith. Um, and we end up, we, you know, we met up with him pretty quickly and, uh, ate some food there. Good restaurant. Ni- nice, uh, nice waiter. We actually left that waiter with a pretty decent tip. He was a good, he was a good waiter and, when it came time for desserts, like I, I only ate a salad. I really wasn't hungry anymore at this point. And, um, when it came time for dessert, I couldn't, I couldn't even think about eating a dessert, but, but Lena and her cousin had a dessert and, um, he like the waiter's like asking me, he was like, Preston, he's like, you, you want a dessert? I had a coffee earlier with my, with my meal. And he was like, uh, and I asked like, do we get free refills? He's like, no, no free refills. Sorry. Um, uh, but geez. he, he ended up bringing me a coffee. He said that the waiters, the wait staff get like free coffees, or they get, they get a certain number of coffees throughout the day. So he just gave me that one for him from him. So I, I left him with a decent tip because of that. Okay. Um, earned it. Yeah. And then we met up with, uh, all right. So then we, we ended up, well, we went to like a bar. Then we went home after that. We went, back, we went back to our hotel. Um, and then the next day we were supposed to wake up, I think like at nine, um, because her dad was supposed to pick us up. Her brother was supposed to land like eight or nine and we were supposed to, to meet up with them and then go. We were going to, we were going to try to get breakfast and everything. Um, the problem was that we went to bed at like at two or three in the morning. Um, Jeez. Be- yeah, because the time, because the time difference and we also took that really long nap. Um, so when, <laughs> what happened in the morning was Lena gets a call from her brother who is, who says they're on their way and we are literally just getting out of bed. Oh gosh. So we're like scrambling to get up, uh, get dressed and stuff and leave. I think they got a little lost. Something happened with them because they ended up taking a bit and we ended up getting downstairs just about the same time as they, that they arrived, which was perfect. Um, but we hadn't, we hadn't eaten, which was okay. It wasn't a big deal. Um, now at this point, um, I guess one thing I didn't, I haven't told the listeners because I still need to keep it secret, but you know, you were well aware of is that I was planning on proposing to Elaine on this trip, right? Right. So I've, I got an engagement ring. Um, I have the engagement ring with me and I've spoken with her dad a few times. Now, Lena doesn't know that I've spoken with her dad a few times. She thinks 
that this is our first time meeting. It's our first time speaking. Um, so, you know, go out there, shake his hand, you know, you know, almost do the, do the little fake introductions and whatnot. And right. we sit in the car. Oh, you, you're going all in. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> get in the car. I'm sitting behind the, 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 I'm sitting on the, in, in the back of, of the car on the right side, which is behind the driver's, behind the driver's side, which is, you know, quite, quite an interesting thing. You know, the, they drive on the opposite side of the road. How, isn't that so weird? Yeah. Like you feel uh, like, like we're all going to die. <laughs> I told Lane, I was like, oh, we can just rent a car. I'll drive, you know, cause she was talking about how to get back, you know, when we were first booking these flights. She was like, oh, you know, we could take the bus because she didn't want to make her dad job all the way out and pick us up. Because at this point, her brother was, I don't think, I don't think her brother was even coming to the U.S. at that time. It wasn't in his plans. Um, and she's like, I'm not getting in a car with you in, 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 <laughs> in England. I was like, I'll get, I'll be fine. She's like, no, she's like, I, I'm sure you can do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to be in the car with you. That's funny. She I'm said not it's not the just the, it's not just like driving on the opposite side of the road. It's the roundabout. She says that I, it, she, it, she'd be terrified. I'm like, you just go in a circle. Like if you screw it up, yeah, so you just keep going. Just keep going in a circle <laughs> until you decide when you're getting out. Exactly. Um, but uh, in her, in her defense, those roundabouts are a lot more complex than I thought, you know? They oh, are like, they like the multi-lane ones? Yeah, the, the multi-lane ones, they have like traffic lights in them as well. What? But then they also have like, they also have like roundabouts that lead to other roundabouts. It's, it's, uh, you can it's have a, a roundabout thing. into another roundabout. <laughs> what is this craziness? That's wild. It's a complicated thing, but it, but it's, it's, it's cool too. It's like, I can't, I can't imagine it being the most difficult thing to figure out when you're actually doing it. Right. Um, so we drive about the two hours. We get, we get to their house and they have a nice house. It's, a uh, it's in Birmingham, England. Um, they're not, they're not downtown. Birmingham is kind of a big city. They're not downtown. They're a bit outside. Um, but I like their house. They have a nice little house. Um, and what do we do? That? Oh, uh, Lena has this obsession with his fish and chip shop in Birmingham. And she says that the guy knows her really well. So like whenever they, whenever she comes back, he knows who she is and he makes it exactly the way that she likes it. And how does she like it? She likes it with, um, with a lot of, salt and vinegar on both the the fish and chips but they have to be separate because when these when they give salt and vinegar they normally just pour over the whole thing right. but the fish lies on top of the chips so she's like no you got to lift up the fish put the salt and the vinegar on all that and then you put it back down the fish back down and then you put salt and vinegar on that as well sounds high maintenance <laughs> right <laughs> No, I, no, I get it. It makes sense. It makes sense. The fish and chips are amazingly cheap. They're like two fifty per 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 fish and chips order. Oh, which dude, will absolutely dude, it's like getting a hot dog for us out here. It'll absolutely fill you up. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, uh, two fifty is two fifty pounds too. I think right, right two fifty like five bucks. But still, yeah, it's it's no, not even five bucks. It's like it's like three or four bucks. It's like three fifty or four dollars. So it's still really cheap. Don, get me some. Right. So, um. We go, we drive out to this fish and chip shop and, uh, come back home. Everyone's eating their fish and chips. It was good, good fish and chips. I just got mine plain. I didn't, I never got mine with, with, uh, vinegar. I think the next time I got it was salt, but no, no vinegar. Um, and so for the next few days, we really just chilled at her dad's house. Um, again, her dad knew that I was proposing. He was trying to like talk with me about how, how I was planning on doing it. And my plan was to take her to this really, to like take her to a really, really nice and expensive restaurant. Like, she and I have never eaten at like a shirt and tie, like a, you know, a, a fancy dress up restaurant. I've never spent like more than like 
$50 on a meal for the, for each of us, you know? Um, so I was trying to take her somewhere really nice and then try to go somewhere after that. The problem is I, I still, I wanted to, I wanted to take her to a nice restaurant. I didn't want to propose to her in the restaurant. I wanted to propose to her somewhere else and I couldn't find a, like an appropriate location for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the, I think it was the, the night of the first day we're like walking around the house. They have like a little sunroom kind of attached to the house. They have a dining room table in there. Uh, it's almost like, it's, it's almost like a greenhouse because it's the whole thing's glass, but it's not a greenhouse. Um, and behind their house, they have like this really small, but like nice backyard. They, they, you know, they hang their laundry there. They hang their laundry to dry back there. And they have like this little, nice little garden area in the very back. And I was like, Oh, it's really nice. So when I was talking with her dad about it, uh, about where I'll be proposing, I saw that and I was like, I would, you know, it'd be nice to do it right here. You know, it's home. My, my idea, she thought if I were to do it on this trip, I would do it in Paris, you know, the city of love. But I didn't like the idea of doing that. I wanted to do it in Birmingham because that was, that was her home. She, you know, she has a lot of memories tied to that. She okay. loves going back to England. Um, <clears throat> so I thought that'd be a really good place to do it. Yeah. Um, it's important to her. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I told her dad, and he's like, Oh, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, and then I, I text, I was texting with her mom too, back here, uh, back home here. And, uh, her mom was like, Oh, that does sound like a really good idea. Um, so I think a, f- a couple of days later, we, uh, it was like September 10th at this point, we went to visit her aunt who worked downtown. Her aunt had been in the U S for a while. She was, she was helping out with her grandma at home. And, um, she, uh, we went to the, to the, to the, uh, to where she worked. And then uh, her aunt's daughter, her cousin, came and met up with us too. And so while, while we were there, I was also talking with her mom. I was texting with her mom and stuff. And 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 then I was also talking with her aunt about it. And her aunt thought it was a good idea. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm convinced that I'm going to do it here. Yeah, so, I think you need all. You've gotten all the confirmation you need. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, it's like, all right, I got to figure out when. Now, thankfully for us, it it never rained while we were there. Um, it well, at least up to this point, it hadn't rained. I was keeping up with the forecast. I think it's like, it's, it's like a Thursday at this point. And I'm looking at the forecast and Friday, which was September 11th was going to be a really nice day, but it was questionable about Saturday. And then Sunday was supposed to be nice, like kind of cloudy. And then on Monday we were leaving for Paris on the 14th. So in my mind, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think, all right, well, when logistically can I do this? I don't think I could, I don't think I want to do it. I, I guess I could have done it on the 10th that Thursday when we got back home. Um, but I don't remember why I didn't want to do it that day. Um, now the next day was the 11th and it was a nice day, nice and nice warm day. We'd be able to get good pictures. I would definitely be able to do it outside. The problem was it's September 11th and I just really didn't like the idea of, of proposing to her on that date. Yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And it, oh, it was also her cousin's birthday that day too. Um, another good reason. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, I'll 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 just try to do it on the uh, the twelfth. You know, yeah, rain rains. delay. Call it a yeah. rain delay. Yeah, the only thing is that it was supposed to rain on, on the twelfth ah. on that Saturday, but um, you know, keeping up with the weather and the, and the weather says that it's 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 if it rains, it's only going to rain in the day in the morning, like before we even wake up. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go with that. If if it doesn't work, we'll do it Sunday. Now we'll do it live. Right now, like I said, I wanted to do this whole um restaurant thing but when i told lane about the restaurant thing she was like oh you know my dad you know he he loves to cook he, her dad loves to cook and he loves to bake i finally get where she gets it from and um 
she was like, you know, he likes to cook a lot of meals and stuff. And so she's like, I don't want to like take that away from him. So we'll go out, you know, when we're in London and Paris. And I didn't want to push any more than that. You know, I know her dad would have been completely down for us to go out and, and get a meal somewhere because he knew my plan and he was looking at restaurants himself. The thing is, I didn't want to push hard and make it seem like, oh, I'm, I'm stopping him from cooking for us because I want to take her somewhere to, to you know, do daily things when this was her family time and we we're going to be, you know, we we're, we're going to have our own week together. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to push on that anymore. We're just going to, we're just going to, you know, spend our time at home totally. at her home. And then, um, we'll go out to a restaurant later. So that Saturday, that, uh, so Saturday, the 12th came along and we met up with, uh, with her cousin and, uh, his wife and then her, uh, and then, uh, their two kids. And so we, we met with them. But the nice thing was that, uh, oh, so it didn't rain. It, it rained in the morning, but it was, it was like, you know, cloudy or partly cloudy the rest of the day. And so after that, um, you know, we met up with them and we were kind of dressed up and we go back to the house and we're still kind of dressed up because her dad's having a barbecue. So we're not tra- we're not changing down. We're not like going to shorts and short sleeve, like just, just chilling out in the house mode for the most part. Right. So I'm like, all right, this is perfect. I can do it now. Her family will be around. They'll be able to look at it and ask questions and congratulate her. I was like, this is great. But I needed to find a good time to do it. Um, and so what I, my, my plan was that I would, I would tell her that I wanted to take pictures with the two of us in the backyard, right? Mm-hmm. So we'd go into the backyard, take some pictures, and then, um, and then I would propose that. Her, unfortunately, her brother was like in the shower. He was supposed to be going out and, when the time came, I was telling her dad, her dad goes up the stairs and he like, he like tells her brother to hurry up. And she's like, why is he telling him to hurry up? Like what's going on? Um, uh, so, right. Uh-oh. Oh, I forgot to tell you the day before when we had dinner, right. We're sitting at the dinner table we, and we're saying grace and her dad's like giving thanks. And he's like, you know, give thanks for helping, you know, helping my daughter and, um, her fiance, you know, to get here on their safe travels. And she just squeezes, like, she, like, pokes me, or she, like, squeezes my hand. And, um, I'm, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, stone-faced. Like, he didn't say anything. Like, yeah, I didn't hear, <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. What are like, you squeezing my hand for? I'm trying to eat. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, later she said he, she and her brother were laughing about it. And her brother, we were, like, sitting on the couch. She said something, and her brother played it off so well. Like, I can't remember exactly what he said, like, what was, what was being said. But he played it off really well. Um, this is why you can't tell anyone anything. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> so, so we, um, you know, I'm like, all right, let's go take a pictures outside. And so, like, I, I finally, I, I literally drag her, like, I grab her hand and pull her outside, like, let's go. Um, so I've gotten the ring, the rings in my pocket, and um, her dad, her dad comes out, and you know, her her stepmom does too, and they have cameras, and she's like, oh, I thought we were taking a selfie. I'm like, no, just come out, just come out. And so, um, we, so we, we're wearing like house slippers, right? Cause they don't, they don't, they don't wear slippers around, they don't wear their, you know, the outside shoes around the house. And her, her house slippers happen to be these purple Crocs, or at least that's where her dad is bought. What like they those? have, they have tons of, they have like tons of house slippers around. She wears a couple of different ones. She just so happened to be wearing the purple Crocs then. And so we go outside and there's actually a video of it. You haven't seen the video of it, but there's a video of it and, in the video, she, you could see, you could hear her say, I thought we were taking a selfie. And I'm like, no, just come on. We're taking the picture. And, um, <clears throat> then she's like, all right, well, no shoes. She's like, and, and, uh, 
you know, if they're like, all right, no shoes, we're not going to take your pictures through the shoes. Meanwhile, her shoes are in full view of the camera right. where it's being, that's recording. And so. What'd you say? Fuck. Get there. So we're standing there, right? And we're standing there for like 10 seconds. It's a silence, right? It's like fake smiling for the camera. And, um, and then I whisper to her and you can't hear this in the video, but what I say to her is, so I, I like, I have a confession to make and she's like, what? Like we're saying this through like our smiles. And I'm like, you remember yesterday when your dad called me your fiance and she's immediately like, Oh my gosh, you tricked me. <laughs> she's like, I've been set up. And she like she turns away and she like pulls her hand away. And so, um, so I get, I get on one knee and I'm, I'm on the ground and, and I'm trying to get her to give me her hands. She almost has her hands crossed. And, um, so she gives me her hand. I asked if she'd marry me. And so she like, she like nods her head. She's like, mm-hmm. and she's like, yes. And, um, and so then, you know, put the ring on, um, she, you know, I, I, I never, I never see her cry. So she did, she did tear up a little bit. Um, and you know, we got lots of pictures and stuff. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Now, of course, I sent you, I sent you and, and a few other people the picture I, and, and I plenty. I literally just said, what are those? <laughs> and, yeah, pe- people were like, what are those? And I'm like, come on, cuh. I mean, I had to. <laughs> I had to. You saw it. It's my fault. It's my fault. Cause I didn't let her change her shoes. Well, you guys are not looking good as a unit right now. I, I couldn't, I, there's no way I could have let her change her shoes without her, like, there's no way she would have done it. She would just be like, take a picture without me in your shoes, no, totally. without, without my shoes. And so there was no way I could have done it and played it off uh, without being like, look, I'm proposing to you. I need you to look, I need you to have shoes on. Yeah. So it just wouldn't have worked, which is fine. Uh, what did um, you guys do to celebrate afterward? Well, her family was over. So, uh, you know, there, there was the barbecue. Um, that must have been I, fun. I was, um, people, people were like, wait, what happened? Like, how did I, what did I miss? Why didn't nobody tell me? Um, the cousin that we met with earlier in the day, <clears throat> They came over, so or the wife came over with her kids, and she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I was like, "I, I know, I'm sorry. I just couldn't, I couldn't come up with like <clears throat> a reason." No, I can come up with a reason to tell her, but you know, we're 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 there together, we're all together, and I didn't know if I could tell her without you know without it being a thing. Um, yeah, you, so, like the less people know, <clears throat> the better surprise it'll be, right? Because I mean, hey man, loose link us, loose lips sink ships. Right. Yeah. So. So she came over. Um, she, thankfully, she doesn't live too far away, so she was able to come over and celebrate with us and all. Um, you know, everyone you know wanted to look at the ring and, and whatnot, and, and it was a good time. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, at that point, it, it was it was the twelfth Saturday, the twelfth. I, I I proposed to her. She said yes. Uh, she was she was a bit mad at me because she hates surprises. She doesn't like being surprised, and she hates when like people are sneaky around her. So, um, I've done this a few times with her mom, uh, with, with past Christmas gifts. Her mom wanted to buy her a laptop and then she wanted to buy her a tablet and I helped her find like the, the right ones. I even went to the stores and looked at some with Lena and I was able to, to sneak away with it both times without her knowing, yeah, without, without her like, you know, becoming wise to it. Um, and so like just, I think this, you know, um, the, the ring that I got her is almost a recreation of a, of a ring that we found together a couple, uh, a year ago. Okay. You know, we get, kind of went like impromptu ring shopping, even though I wasn't planning on buying anything at the time. And <clears throat> she found a ring that she really liked when I was out in Seattle, uh, about a month before I came, before I came back home. Um, she went again with her friend and 
they uh, they found no. I'm sorry. It was like oh, a couple of weeks before I came back. They went again and they found that same that fan they found that same ring and she's like that that's the one that she wants. Now a month before I came back home, I called her dad for the first time, and I and I talked with him. I I asked for his blessing. And that very day, I went out and I looked at a few ring shops, and um, you know checked out some checked out a few different styles that I thought she would like and. What I ended up doing was talking to my brother who had just proposed to his girlfriend about a, uh, four months ago now and his former college roommate, uh, sells rings. And so he was able to, I was able to show him the pictures of the ring and he was able to recreate that same ring for me because I wasn't able to make arrangements with the diamond shop here. I was able to work with him, actually get it at a discount. And she thought, she, like Lena thought it was the exact same ring. Wow. <clears throat> you know what's funny? You know a guy. <laughs> right, this is one of those guy. one of those actual I know guys that that makes sense, and like right. actually helps you out. <laughs> right. Um. So after that, um, you know, Sunday we Sunday we go to church, right? Uh, you know me, Sandy. I, I I'm not a Christian. I'm I'm not even too religious of a guy. You ain't a Christian we, man. No, not a Christian man. Not, I'm not super religious. We go we go but we go to church. This is my first time like going to church service. And, um, her dad is, is very religious and we go like, to the church. Like when you say really <coughs> religious, are we like Old Testament or New Testament? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it, I, I, he's, I just know, I know he's a Baptist. Uh, he, he's just become, he just become religious over the last few years. Um, and, okay. oh wow, checking some emails. So he, um. How dare you? Yeah, no. So he, he, um, we were at church and there's a guest, there's a guest pastor and the pastor starts preaching. He's a very loud guy. And, um, her brother, she and her brother are like, Oh my gosh, like this is what he's going to think of church now when like, they're like, this is not at all what it's normally like. You know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot quieter. Is it a it's... lot quieter or is today <clears throat> just like any other time? <laughs> It was just that dude and he liked, you know, they're like doing prayers and Lena is like, oh my gosh, her dad's going to want to do prayer. But she was like, thankfully he got up and he went back somewhere to, to talk with somebody, I think, uh, cause he like volunteers a lot with the church. And so she was like, you know, thankfully he's not going to be able to get us. But all of a sudden she sees him walking down the aisle and he like, he's like, tells us all to get up. So we end up going up front and the, uh, you know, the service went on for like two, two and a half hours or so. And this is at the very end. And so the, 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 the pastor is doing prayer for people and he's like asked for couples to come up on stage and Lena like, Lena and I are like, Oh my gosh, they're going to call us up. I know it. And he's doing like prayers for some people. Some people are like passing out, you know, he like has his hand on people's foreheads and people are like falling over. Why? Like, no. I'm like, and I'm like, Sandy, Sandy, I'm, I kid you not. I'm like, am I supposed to do that? Like, <laughs> am I supposed to be standing? I'm sitting there thinking like, what am I supposed to do? Like, can I just stand there? And he, like, kind of puts his hand on my forehead and I just walk away. Do I have to, like, fall over and, like, put on the show? And we end up not going up front. We do, like, a family prayer. Like, we're in front of the stage. We're not on the stage. And they have some, uh, a few different workers of the church. Uh, and they do a prayer for us. And one of the women asks us that after we're done. She's like, oh, are you guys in a relationship? And we're like, yeah. She's like, oh, you should go on the stage. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's no big deal. You know, it's all good. We, we got this. You know, this is all I really yeah. wanted. Um, and then somebody else is like, oh no, like he's like, they tell the pastor oh, and gee. the pastor's like, oh, don't worry. I'll come down to you guys. 
And he comes down from the stage and he comes down in front of the stage and he like, he has his hold hands. He's speaking to the microphone and everything. And he has his hand on her foreheads and he's talking to us. And, and like, he says a lot of things. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. I'm kind of nodding my head. Right. Cause in agreement, because a lot of things he said, like, like, you know, logical, they make sense. They're, 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 you know, you agree. You all got the I same completely values. Agree with, right. Like, I, yes, exactly. I like what you're saying so far. I like what you're saying. I feel you. I feel you completely. Right. I feel and, you, man. and then like, he hits me with a question, but I didn't realize he was asking me a question, Sandy. He hits me with a question and I'm still nodding my head in agreement. He goes, brother, are you saved? And I'm still nodding my head. And he's like, yeah. All right. Great. And I'm like, what? no, no. I'm like, oh, cause, and I'm like, I didn't say, I didn't correct him, but I think late, like her, I don't think her dad knows, you know, that you're a Muslim. He, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he knows. And so then I'm just sitting there like, oh gosh, I feel like I feel terrible. Um, you know, he finished the prayer and we awkwardly go back to our seats. Lana's like, I'm so sorry you had to do that. And I'm like, I think she was more embarrassed than I, than I, I wasn't really too embarrassed about the whole thing, but she really did not want to be up there. No, Muhammad's going to come after you. <laughs> not your brother. You're, you're OG. <laughs> so we, uh, you know, at that point we look and we realize like half the church is cleared out because most people are probably tired of being there. Cause it was a long service. Um, and so we, you know, we leave. Um, go back home, you know, eat and whatnot. And at that point, the next day we were flying out to Paris. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I think the rest of the day was relatively uneventful. Uh, you know, more family time, hanging out, watching a lot of English TV, which is pretty fun, pretty funny. Uh, they have this show called, uh, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about their TV shows. So there's, uh, there are a few TV shows that you were watching. One of them is called First Dates. Which they're apparently bringing to the U.S. Ellen DeGeneres is bringing it to the U.S. Um, the premise of the show is that there's a restaurant, but the restaurant only serves people who are having first dates, supposedly. Wow. Um, How do they stay in business? And they're and they're blind dates. They're not oh, first dates, but they're blind dates. This is and gonna so, be good. <laughs> I'm I'm sure the restaurant doesn't really serve this purpose like that. It's probably like you know once a week. Maybe they only allow blind dates. Because otherwise, how would they make money? It's not like you know they have people coming on a blind date, blind dates every single day. Right. Um, but so people, <laughs> people Slow. come in, people come in and they, they record their interaction. They record their first date. Um, some of them must be tragically bad. Some of them are tragically bad. I feel like some of them are set up for failure. Some of them are set up for perfect. Like, you know, they give perfect matches. I feel like they give people a survey and they tell them what they want. And then they bring someone in who's just like what they want. And then other times they have somebody who's the polar opposite of what you want. Right. And I'm like, what? So. They have a lot of like different people. I think the most recent episode that we saw was just this past weekend and there was um there was a girl and she has been on like 30, 30 dates in the past like six months or something crazy like that. She she writes dates a, in the past yeah. six months. Wow. She blogs. She blogs about her her date her dating experiences. And so Lena, like we're just sitting there, like Lena, her brother and I are watching the show and I'm like She's clearly on the show just for to write about the experience to have another blog entry for the publicity. There's no way she's interested in this dude. It seems like she's going on dates because she's not interested in the people. She only wants the write up. To have, yeah, she only she only wants a write up for for more views. And the like the the format in which they had her her presentation was really weird. They had her like typing, at, and then like giving kind of an inner monologue, like a recorded <clears throat> a recording of what she wrote. Mm-hmm. Which was a bit weird because normally they just have an interview with the people one on one, and they're answering the questions that the producers ask them. Um, but she orders a freaking lobster. She's like talking about like, am I paying for this? 
Oh, and the, yeah, the people pay for it themselves too. So wait, they each pay for themselves. Yeah, typically the guy pays, but there was one dude who was it was a tragically bad date. He was like, he was a I think he was an I think he was an atheist. Somehow they got on the question of religion, um, and he was like criticizing the girl. He was talking about this and that, all oh, sorts of beliefs that he has. He's a very like firm man on his beliefs and thinks everyone else is dumb. And then when it came to pay, he was like, oh, we'll split it, right? But not to split it down the middle. He was like sitting there like calculating how much each thing was, and then he goes, oh. 12.5% service charge. Oh, bollocks that. We won't pay that. That was actually one thing we didn't realize. Well, so in England, they, they have like, it says, uh, on the, um, the menus, they may add a 12.5% tip, right? Um, or it's an optional thing. It didn't say we may, it said it's an optional. So Lena was like, oh, that's optional as in we decide whether or not we want to leave that. But when we got our bill, it was on there already. I didn't realize that you can just say take that off or something because that's what the guy did in the show. Oh. And um, the girl was like, you're not going to tip like, I was like, all right, maybe, maybe not tipping at all is not a thing. Like you got to tip something, but it's certainly not 30% or 20%. Uh, but they, uh, they just had some people set up for like really bad dates and some people for good dates. There was another show that we really like to watch. And this, I think, I think Americans would love a show like this. Like it's definitely uh, a right wing show. It's funny though. It's, it's called, um, uh, uh, benefits Britain and the show. Uh, so, you know, you know a lot about like the public health care in Britain. And this is actually like a topic of discussion that we had a lot, whether, you know, differences between private health care and public health care. So people who have private insurance versus public insurance, <clears throat> people have been, have, have died. They're not, they don't give MRIs like, like we do. Like when we go to the hospital and you're sick or you're hurt, they give you an MRI. Even if you know that, like, even if there was like, a, like a 5% chance that something's going to show up. They'll give it to you. In England, they will do whatever they can to not give it to you. And it's like a last resort because it's so expensive. Oh. Which is really interesting to me. And if you have private health care, then they're more likely to give it to you. I did not know that. That's... I always thought that they had the whole universal health care thing so that all that stuff was covered. Am I wrong? They do. But I think it's because... I think in the U.S. we do it because insurance pays for it. And yeah, someone's getting paid no for it. What. Right. But I think with the universal health care, I guess they only get maybe a flat rate or something. I don't know. I don't know if like hospitals get I, – I, I really have no idea how it works. Okay. But from my understanding is that they they don't get treated as as well as you would in the U.S. or if you have private insurance. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's almost similar to people with Medicare that with like Medicare, because I think supposedly they don't get treated as well because their insurance doesn't pay as well to the hospitals and the doctors. Gotcha. So, um, this benefits Britain show there's like, um, when you, when you have a baby, um, you get six months leave from work. Sounds fair. And, uh, I think if you have like a C-section, you get another three months or so, something like that. Um, so you get a lot of time off, but if you're also like handicapped, the government gives you money. Um, if you, if you get hurt, you know, workman's compensation, the government gives you tons of money. So uh, there are some people that, that scan the system hard and they basically make a living by doing nothing. And this benefits Britain show, they have a few different versions of it. Like they have like benefits Britain, like, uh, um, like, you know, people who've been hurt at work and they're getting paid 
but people have been hurt. People were like hurt at work like 30 years ago and they're still not working now. <clears throat> Stuff like that. Jesus. They basically take these extreme cases and they put them on TV and then they have these people. It's almost like a joke. Like the whole show is almost like comedy, which is why it's funny to me, but it's like, holy crap, this is what the money's going to. And that's why I think a lot of people, a lot of Republicans would love a show like that. If it was in the U.S., you show people on welfare that literally do nothing and they go out of the way to scan the system. There was a couple, right? <clears throat> and this couple, the, the, um, the guy was mentally handicapped. There was some, some, some issue that he had. Oh, this is actually something I found out just the other day. Apparently handicap is, is a, uh, is a, is like a bad word in, uh, England. You say disabled. It's not PC to say handicap. <clears throat> I did not it's know a, that. I didn't either. When she's, she's, Lena just told me the other day that she said that to her aunt and her cousin and a few out. years ago. <clears throat> and they laughed at her. They were like, why would you say that? Come, cause I'm keeping it real. <laughs> um, but so the, 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 the boy was, was mentally disabled. So he had some learning disability and the girl was supposed to be in college, but she wasn't in college, something like that. And they lived off of benefits, right? They got a paycheck every every week from the government or every month. Okay. I think every month they got 400 pounds. Jeez. For literally nothing. And um, one day, one week, they they're because of, of an error, they didn't get their paycheck. So now they're like they're like they're like you know trying to figure out how they're going to make it through the next week without a paycheck. And they go to like a um like to a soup kitchen or something like that. They get some food. They go to like, I don't know what it was, like some type of charity. They gave them literally cash. I'm like, what? they give cash. How do they give cash to people? They go to another place and they get like a tons of, tons of groceries. And these people lived, they had pets. They had pet rats, Sandy, pet rats. That's and not they a, had, that's not a pet. Was it, and then they had uh, like uh, some snakes or whatever, some lizards and things. Maybe not, maybe not snakes and lizards. What do they have? I don't know what they have, but they have like pet rats. And these rats are like scurrying around. Oh, stop. They're literally like the girls laying on the bed talking, doing an interview, and the rats are like literally climbing up her back, going around. She's like feeding. I I kid you not again. She has her tongue out, and the rat is literally licking her tongue. I'm like, come on, cuh. Um, That is crazy. Yeah. So, um, the, and and then while they're li- like they're literally looking through the groceries, they literally get on the floor of the parking lot of this place after they get these groceries, and they're looking through and they're like separating the food out and like, oh, this would be great food for the rats. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you guys are talking about not making through the next week, and you're talking about how, how you're gonna feed your rats. Um, and then um, the boy then starts complaining. He's like. I wish that the the people in the government, like the, the the people in the benefits office, they sit there and complain about us. Like they don't know how hard it is to live off of benefits. Like, and then they start blaming other people from other countries, talking about coming into the country and taking their jobs. Like, if if it wasn't for these people coming in and taking our dro- jobs, I'll tell you, it's like the Swedes taking our jobs, uh, and then saying like, I don't know what they said, and uh, like the Swiss people, the you know these people come in and take my jobs, saying how hard it is to live off of benefits. And he was like, "I wish that I would be able to switch lives with them for just one week. They would realize how hard it is to be me." I'm like, "Dude, you live, you you literally lay around all day doing absolutely nothing, and you get 400 pounds a month to do nothing. Like, and I'm getting upset. I don't even live in the country. It's not my money. I can right. easily see like there's a clear, a very clear agenda." 
that this show holds. Oh, sure. And, <clears throat> and um, they cl- they definitely pick like the the worst the of the worst, worst for the show, but it's just it's so good at like riling you up. Um, but so uh, yeah, that was that show <laughs> on uh, on Monday. Her dad takes us to the airport in Birmingham to fly us out to, uh, to, um, oh, I should tell you about the gym. We went to the gym one day on Friday before I proposed to her. It was a really nice gym and the, like the, uh, the locker room remind, it was so, it was so English. Like the lockers were like wooden cabinets or whatever. Well, you never been to a place like, like that before? No, I've never been to a place like that. It was like a country club, Mother- I think. Welcome. Welcome to the, been- welcome, welcome to being an adult. All right. <laughs> you know, you know the legend of Bagger Vance when they're in the locker rooms? That was the locker room. You know, speaking of the legend of Bagger Vance, <laughs> there was this guy in my fraternity. He was a little bit older. He was an advisor. He was this black guy. Not going to say his name, but he wore this suit that looked like uh, like an old, like a vintage suit, you know? Yeah, something yeah. out of Boardwalk Empire, something with texture, like a fall suit. I called him Bagger Vance. He did not like it. <laughs> But I went with it. Me and him are so close. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> I was like, yo, who let Bagger Vance in? And he was like, you mother. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, man. So. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, we, uh, her dad takes us to the airport to fly, to, so we can fly out to Paris. Um, one thing that's interesting about that airport is that they charge you to pick and drop people off. They charge you a pound for 15 minutes. So if you arrive too early, then you're going to be paying out the ass to, to just sit there in the parking lot waiting for the person. Um, it's insane. Like they said that they do it to stop terrorists and stuff. Um, but to me, that's just like, it's an easy way to get money from people. Um, okay. It's like, I don't know, every single person that flies in that needs to be picked up, every person that needs to fly out and needs to be dropped off. They're paying at least one pound. Like, you know how many thousands of people fly out of that airport every single day? They make a killing off of that. Oh, I bet. Oh, and we were, we were thinking about, like, getting dropped off at the hotel and just walking over. And then we see a sign that says CCTVs and ends in function. And they'll record your license plate if you basically drop somebody off. And so we got back in the car real fast. <laughs> uh, Isn't so, that crazy, though, how many CCTVs are in London? Everywhere. everywhere there's signs everywhere that says that everything's being recorded on cctv right it's crazy i don't know if i felt safer but i will say that the fact that they were everywhere was like we kind of just forget about them for a little bit like oh yeah, yeah they, i know i got you right i see you i see you see me <laughs> yeah um so we fl- we fly out to paris only about like an hour flight and um we were able to just take the uh take the metro from the airport to our hotel, we were able to figure it out pretty qu- pretty quickly. I won't. I'll spare you the details. I know I told you about the details earlier. It's really not that important. But basically, you can take the metro anywhere um, in the city of London that you need to get to, um, and they have like a few different ones. They have like the RER lines, which are uh, they have fewer stops, like almost the express ones, and then they have the actual metro lines that take a lot more local stops. Um, and we got. Uh, the first day we took like a zone, they have a zone like one to five. So from the airport to the center city. And then the next day, the next three days, we had a zone one to three, which pretty much gets you anywhere around central London or at central Paris and a bit beyond. And then the last day we just took one from, uh, 
we took we we used one uh, a one to five to get from our hotel to the to the gotcha. uh, to the airport. But so the first day we were planning on spending some time in Central Paris, but what ended up happening is we we got to the hotel probably at like five o'clock in the evening, maybe six, and. When we tried to leave the station, Lena's card wasn't scanning properly for some reason. And so we were a bit afraid that if we were to try to leave, we would, um, if we were to take, if we were to get on a train and, and then try to leave in central London, uh, central Paris, it wouldn't let her out. And we just didn't really want to risk it. And we were, we were already like a, at a, you know, the, the location by our hotel is a bit quiet, but there were restaurants and stuff around. So we ended up going to this Italian place and eating some, 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 uh, some food that day mm-hmm. and then we we you know got some cereal or whatever from little mart so we didn't have to cook or at least starve in the morning while we while we like hopped on a train to get some breakfast um so we did that the first day um none of the tv stations were in english uh so we're sitting there watching all these french shows um lana found super nanny absolutely hilarious even though she couldn't understand anything that they were saying i was trying to watch taken which i thought was very appropriate because that was in you know paris right i mean you have to Right, it was on TV. It was in French, but I still knew what was happening. There you go. Um, so the first the first day we ended up going downtown. We just hop off the train uh, at some stop, and ate ate a nice Paris breakfast. Uh, or at least, you know, supposedly Paris breakfast. It was like a brunch. We got up late. It was like eleven o'clock when we got out. Don't got lie up, to me. Out of bed. Uh, so we uh, we hop on the we hop on the train again. Nice day, no no rain. But the problem was I was keeping up with the forecast and it was supposed to rain the next day, which was a Wednesday. Um, so, you know, we we eat. I'm like I want to eat like a nice French like meal. Like and, and to me, eating like eating French style is, you know, or at least Paris style is sitting in like a really small table with two chairs and you're literally sitting on the sidewalk. There's no barrier between you and the people walking by. That's that's right. a Paris. That's a Paris like uh. In all meal. the movies that you've seen. Yes, all the movies that I've seen. Yeah, that's how they eat. You you remember you remember Inception. Uh, you, uh, Inception. I know. Or, or, or Ocean's Twelve is what yeah. I was thinking. Okay. When, when Brad Pitt is running and he uh, and is it Monica Bellucci? Is that who it is? Is it Monica Bellucci? I don't think it's Monica Bellucci. I can't remember her. I can't remember who it is. Definitely not Monica Bellucci. Right. But uh, whatever her name is, he's he's like running from the cops and he runs right by her table because she's sitting there eating, but she's she's eating on the sidewalk because there's no barrier between her and the rest of the world. That's what I wanted to do. So that's how we ate. Um, and, uh, that day we end up like, so Lena was like, she wants to like take a ride on, on a boat. She wants to go on, on the river and we, we like walk over and like, all right, well, we'll, we'll try to do that. So we walk over and she like found this, like it was, it's called Bato bus. They, uh, it's, it's like, it's a tourist bus. You pay like 10 euros up front and they take you, you can hop on, hop off and go through like the major attractions in Paris. So we like walk over, we find the river and I'm like, Oh, the Louvre is really close to here. We can walk over to the Louvre and then we can try to find the spot bus. Um, as we're walking around, we see like some of those, uh, the, the, uh, along the river on the bridges, you see some of those walls where people have put locks. So we like take pictures over there and then we walk over to the Louvre. Um, uh, we decided not to go into the Louvre, but it turns out the Louvre wasn't even open that day anyway, but we, we took some pictures outside there you go. and then close enough. I kept, I can't remember what the name of the gardens are that's right outside the Louvre, but we ended up walking through there. We got a lot of nice pictures there. And then once we left there, I'm like, oh, the Eiffel Tower is right there. It takes like 15 minutes to walk over there. I was a little wrong on that. Probably took us like 30 or 45 minutes to walk over there. But we walked by some like really nice like dessert shops. They had some uh, some macaroons. So we, we picked some up. Um, 
and then we worked our way over to the Eiffel Tower. At this point, like we, you know, we got downtown. Like we probably left the restaurant at like twelve thirty, one o'clock, and we'd done so much walking. By the time we got to the Eiffel Tower, it's probably like five or six. Uh, we walked a lot that day. Oh yeah, it's was definitely sitting, a, a large city. Yeah, when I'm like telling you, like we kind of walked around, we did this place, that place. That's a lot. Like when we did the gardens and stuff, there was a lot of walking involved. And I think that I didn't realize how badly Leno actually wanted to go on this boat. Um, and so she was almost a bit upset at the end. She was like, I want to go on the boat. Cause when I'd pointed out, she's like, what about the boat? Like, we're not getting on it anyway. I'm like, uh, my bad. I didn't realize. <laughs> like, so I'm like, all right, we have to go on the boat. <clears throat> we have to go on the boat before we leave here. <clears throat> um, but so we tried to get some pictures of the Eiffel Tower. Um, we ended up deciding to not go up. There were stairs that you could take from the floor, from the ground to the first landing. I was like, oh, we can do that, you know, go up the stairs. Um, but they had just closed when we got there. I think they closed at 5, and it was like 5.02 when we got up there. <clears throat> and then we considered taking the elevator up, but we decided not to. Um, we walked across the street and got some pictures of the Eiffel Tower. She got some pictures of, like, nice flowers along the way. And then we decided to eat dinner after that. <clears throat> nice. So we just found, like, a random restaurant and ate there. Um the next day, it rained, and it rained, it rained a decent amount of the day, so what we decided to do was uh, hit up uh, the, uh, the Museo d'Orsay, I think Museo is what it is. Museo d'Orsay, yep. Yeah. Went over there, they have a lot of Impressionist art over there, so we saw some, some Van Gogh, saw some, I don't know, saw everyone, really. Um, now, we're not, like, big museum people, but... Uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool, especially like to see, to like really think about the art. Cause I'm not one to think about art and like what the inspiration was, but when I sit there and read, like when I read the exhibit, the exhibit, see what's in English and like I can, I can kind of understand <clears throat> the motivation for some of the pieces, where the people were coming from, um, you know, the, the political motivations for some of the pieces and why some of the ones, some of the ones that they're, that are really famous are famous. Um, so we like did a, did a round around the museum. We didn't see everything. It's a, it's a really large museum. The building itself is really beautiful. Right. Um, it was a former train station converted to a museum. It's like right across the street from the Louvre. Um, so, or at least the street, it's right across the river from the Louvre. But, uh, you know, so we, we do, we do around around the museum, uh, check it out. And then after that, what did we do? Um, I think we ended up going back to the hotel for a bit. It stopped raining. We went back to the hotel, and then we ended up coming back downtown for dinner. Um, I think, yeah, I, th- I guess that's what we did. I don't remember. I don't remember what we had for dinner that day, but I think that we came back downtown for dinner, and um, okay. we ended up going to. Um, we stayed out a bit late that night. Uh, we we went to the Eiffel Tower again because we wanted the pictures of it at night. Oh, it's great at night. Yeah, and then. From there, we, uh, we were, Lena was like, oh, I want a dessert. I'm like, well, I'm not sure if the, the shops that we run into would be open. They're like bakeries. They're not going to be open at midnight. But we found this little, like, restaurant, a bar, whatever that was open. We got some, uh, Lena got some hot wine. Oh, that's why we went. Lena wanted hot wine. And her friend had told her about hot wine. And her friend was like, oh, you got to get it by the Eiffel like Tower. Like mold wine? It's, I guess it's just warmed wine. Like, I don't know if they just put it in the microwave or what. Nah, 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 nah. I think it's, I think um, it's called mold wine. I don't know. I just know that on the menu it said hot wine with like cinnamon or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly I'm not a drinker. Is. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's like nice and fruity and all that. 
Uh, it's basically exactly what you think it is, warm wine, but it's fruitier and sweeter. Uh-huh. So it's definitely good on like a cold night. It's definitely something that people drink closer to the holidays. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And she was like, well, maybe I can't get it now this time of year because it's still a bit warm. I think at this point I'm wearing short sleeves still. Um, but I, I get a, um, I think I got like a, a cappuccino. Uh, we got a tiramisu and then she had her hot wine. Nice. <clears throat> Look at you, tiramisu. Yeah, out. Yeah, right. Uh, chilled out there. And then, uh, we, we headed back down, uh, headed back to our hotel the next day. The next day, I was like, all right, we're going to do this boat thing. So we found the night before where we would take a boat. Um, so we headed right back there, hopped on this boat, um, and we were able to take a tour basically everywhere that we walked the past couple of days, but see them and get the description in English of them. Um, there were like some loud kids and people that were on the boat, but for the most part, it's still cool. Um, right at the end of the boat, it, it started to rain. Um, so we were able to go underneath the canopy and just chill out till the end of it. Gotcha. Um, oh, this day I woke up, I had like this crazy, this weird like headache or something this day too. Um, it was really weird. Like when I lifted my head up too fast, I would get a bit dizzy. Again, something like this I've never happened before, but if I like moved my head too fast, it would just like, I don't know really bothered me. Um, so I was just a little like slower, slower moving this particular day. Um, we hit the grocery store. Um, and then I don't know, got some dinner and stuff, went back downtown. I think we, I think I can't remember what we did. Oh, we, we went to that, we went down that dessert street, that, that random, it was like a random road that we found that, that day, that first day when we were walking. That had all of these little bakeries on it, right? And I was like, I have no idea if we're going to be able to find that again. Like, I don't know exactly where it was. I think I kind of know how it is, but we have to backtrace our steps from the Eiffel Tower. So that's what we did. And somehow we found that same exact road. We got a ton of desserts. Um, and then we hit this restaurant and this, it was an Italian restaurant. Um, this particular restaurant had terrible service. Um, and the menu, the main menu was in English and French, but the specials menu was only in French. And we were given this menu, we're like, oh, let's get the specials because it's a great deal. You get an appetizer, a meal, and a dessert. But there's lots of stuff on this, and we can't understand it. And we're trying to use Google Translate, and Google Translate has this camera feature where you can hover over the words and have it actively translate in real time. And we were trying to use it, but it wasn't perfect. Um, and the waiter, he was, I think Spanish, but he spoke like five different languages, but converting it to English wasn't easy for him to like say exactly what it was. Um, Lena got this appetizer that was like, it was a salmon, but the salmon was not cooked. It was like flayed, like raw salmon, but it wasn't that good. When I had it, I was like, yeah, it's too fishy. It just tastes like how fish smells, you know? I'm like, I can't, I can't, I don't know how she ate it. Um, I just Fine. got, I, I just got tomato and mozzarella on like a little salad. Um, and then for a meal I had, uh, it was a grilled salmon. Um, I, I cannot remember what Lena had for her meal. And then for dessert, I had a, uh, a cheesecake and she had a tiramisu. <clears throat> nice. That sounds the, great. The cheesecake was interesting because the cheesecake wasn't like as sweet as our cheesecakes here. 
Um, it wasn't bad. It was just cheesier. Um, huh. And then, and then, yeah, we headed back to the hotel, flew back. Um, we were almost, we almost missed our flight, man. So we, we took the train, right? We woke up. Our flight was at, uh, I think, 8.45, right? Something like that. So we're supposed to be at, we're supposed to be out of gate, say, at 8.25, Um So we're like, okay, we'll wake, we'll wake up at 5, leave at 5.30, hop on the train, get to the airport. It'll take us like an hour, hour and a half to get there. Uh, we'll get there like an hour and a half early at the airport. You know, if everything goes well, we'll, we'll beat rush hours. But our idea was we get to the train station, waiting for the train. All of a sudden, this humongous stream of people show up. Like, people are just constantly coming in. I'm like, did like five buses just unload with constant, just tons of people? Regardless, we get on the train, we get a seat, we're sitting there, we take five stops to get to downtown, and then we have to take the train north because we were east of Paris and the hotel, our, our hotel was east of Paris, of central Paris, and the airport is north of Paris. So we take a train west to central and then we transition to another train and take that north to the airport. And when we get to the train track, <clears throat> There's a train there, and it's not moving. It says our train's supposed to be approaching in two minutes, and it says that this train is delayed. And there are announcements coming on saying that there's a there's a problem with the train. They're working on it, and that's it. But every now and then they made they made like a, a human made an announcement in French. A human it was, yeah, because the 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 announcement that was made was a was an automated message. Um, so it was just like there was a there's a delay we'll be going soon, something like that. And then somebody else would come on later and give like directions in French saying what was really going on, but we couldn't understand it. <clears throat> we were like, you know, I'm like, shit, like, you know, Tom is, you know, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of time like to, to spare to be messing around right here. Um, I'm like, we need to take a cab like now. And she's like, well, what if they don't take euros? Because we were out of euros at this point. We used the last of our euros to get these train tickets to go back. Um, I'm like, well, let's go upstairs and talk to the in information booth. But I don't remember the information booth being there. There was construction being done. And sure enough, we get upstairs and like, there's no one there. Like it's construction. There's some windows and stuff, but there's like, there are no offices. Like there's no one that would be in an information booth. Um, so we end up going back downstairs and we see the train's gone. And all of a sudden our train's approaching. I'm like, all right, thank God. Let's get on this train. Let's go. Get on the train, train doesn't move, same announcement comes on. I'm like, oh God, like what's wrong now? Um, all of a sudden the doors close though. I'm like, all right, perfect. We start moving at like one mile an hour, Sandy. We're like in this tube, we're in this tunnel and we're like barely moving. And I'm like, we're going to miss our flight. There's no way we make it. We've been messing around here for like 45 minutes and we're not, we have like 12 stops to go. Um, finally, like we start moving, we start to get out of the city, we're flying get to the airport um and we get to the airport and we're like we're like running oh there's like different terminals and we're not sure which one we need to get off or onto so we hop off at the one stop but it turns out we needed to go to another one so we end up needing to take the the uh the uh, the train in the airport which was fine we did that got over to the terminal that we needed to be in we go to check in <clears throat> we're not checking any bags because when we went to in we went to paris we left our big suitcases at her dad's house. Um, so then we're running through this airport, basically. We're not running, we're running, we're walking quickly. And then there's an exit border. I didn't know, I didn't know you had to go through this. 
I didn't know there was going to be one of these. So we had to go through almost immigration to leave the country um, and then go through security. And when we go through security, I can see people when they like, we're, we're late at this point. We need to be at our, at our gate at this point. They're, they're already boarding and we still haven't gone through security. Um, so I can see people getting their, their, their boarding passes scanned and some of these people are on the same flight as us and they're just dilly down. Like they're like taking their wallets out. They're taking one thing out of the pocket, one thing at a time. They have like five things in their pocket. They like pull out a pen, put it on. They're moving like half a mile an hour, pull out their phone, put it on the thing. I'm like, you guys need to move. Like, right. No sense of urgency. I see your thing says 8.05 or whatever it does, whatever time we're leaving. And we're on the same flight as us. Why can't you hurry it up? Um, and then when we get through, Lena's goes through first. Um, then I go through. Lena's bag comes off. She's like, if I'm, if my stuff comes through, I'm going to go. I'm like, uh, I guess. It's not like you're going to hold them from closing the door, though. Yeah. But I'm like, whatever. I'll be right behind you. No big deal, right? She gets her stuff and is leaving. My bag stops coming because somebody like five people ago had some pointy object looking thing in his bag. I can oh, see the, the, the x-ray screen and it looks like a knife. <laughs> and they just like kind of, I don't know what happened. They just kind of let it go. Yeah. And I just like quickly shove my stuff in my pockets, like grab whatever I can. And I just started run like walking quickly again. Um, of course, our gates at the very end. But we get there and they were boarding, so we were able to get onto the plane just fine. Lena was already in line. Uh, she she ran. She ran out there. I just walked. Um, so we get back to uh, to Birmingham, spent the day with her dad, did some laundry and stuff. And then the next day we went to London. Um, we did that by train. So we took a train to London. Oh, and this is the day I actually started to feel sick. So I ended up catching a cold on this trip. And I was feeling a bit sick on this uh <clears throat> on this train ride. Like I can feel my throat and my nose starting to become congested. My throat is, you know, starting to bother me. Um, but we, we take this train, we go out to London. It's about a two hour train ride. We get there. We have our massive suitcases too. So we each have a che- like a, a, a luggage that you check on to a plane. And then we have our personal bag plus a carry on. And the plan is to go from Birmingham to, um, London. And we were going to stay with her uncle there. Um, and to do that, you have to take the train, then hop on one, like hop on a couple of different, um, uh, metros. Uh, and then I think take a bus or two as well. Um, what we were end up, we were going to just meet with her aunt at the first train station. So we hopped off the train that we, the, we, we took the one train, got to whatever train station, took a little metro, went to another station. And then from there, we met with her aunt. Um, and Lena went to get me some medicine at, at this, uh, at some random like Tesco or something. Right. And as I'm standing there waiting for her outside with watching the bag, because we don't have a cell phone anymore. She had a cell phone in England and, um, we left that with her dad. And so we have no cell phone service. We're trying to contact her uncle. We try to use a payphone, couldn't get in contact with them. Um, <clears throat> so then. I'm standing there. All of a sudden, a woman approaches me and she goes, are you Elena's fiance? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, she's like, you know, she introduces herself. Um, it turns out that she recognized me from the picture that Elena had just uploaded on WhatsApp. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know. Um, so Elena comes out. I use the medicine. Immediately start to feel better. Like the nasal spray works so amazingly. Like you, you use it and it clears up your nose. You feel, you almost feel like you're not sick anymore. Um, <clears throat> so we end up getting a cab. 
and we took that the rest of the way to their place because it would have been just too difficult for us to carry the bags through on the trains and the buses. Um, and so spent the, uh, we spent the night with her uncle and then, uh, I have an aunt who lives in the same area, only five miles away from her uncle. So her uncle drove us to the, my aunt's house. We visited them for a little bit, met my cousin and his wife and their kids. Um, and then from there, my uncle drove us to downtown London to our hotel where we spent the last couple of days of the trip. Gotcha. Um, unfortunately, I was, that was kind of where, you know, my, my sickness kicked into high gear. So that was when I was a little bit, you know, my symptoms were affecting me more. I was still able to go out and have a good time and stuff. We, Spent a lot of time walking through London. We, we, uh, did a, did a ride on the, um, on the London Eye. I got to see Big Ben. Um, you know, did dinner and stuff, but I wish I was able to enjoy it as much as possible, but you know, it is what it is. Still, we were still able to, to, you know, to enjoy it. And I'm sure we'll be going back there eventually. So hopefully we'll be able to do it again. Yeah. Um, overall great trip. Overall great trip. I know Lena loved it and that's all that really mattered to me. Um, she, I know she loved Paris, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I really had a great time too. But to me, her enjoyment was the most important thing, and I'm happy that she had a good time. Awesome. So, yeah, let's uh, let's take a break right here. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a break, and, and then we'll get uh, back, to, and uh, we'll, we'll come back, and we'll give you some uh, my updates. Yeah, sounds good. All right, cool. We'll talk to you guys in a second. Be right back. Thank you. 